Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. Hi there, this is the V8 Sleuth Podcast, polished by Bowden's own premium car care. Available at Repco in Australia and New Zealand, as well as a range of other auto stores. I'm Aaron Noon, and this is the run to the finish line for my chat with supercar star Mark Winterbottom. Now, in the first two parts of the chat, we've covered the significant portion of his career racing forwards, but now we move into the era that he's been with Team 18. We talk about the more recent Bathurst assaults that have, well, fallen flat and why and how, and what his win in Darwin 2023 meant, and so much more. And, for a bit of fun, I tested Frosty out on his career numbers, and I've got to say, he did very, very well. We've also had some fun too, looking back at a couple of times, he's copped some financial fines in his supercars career. Race drivers talking about how they were forced to pay money, you can just feel them clench their teeth even when it's raised. But he tells me too about the time that he argued his way out of one of these fines and the $3,000 fine that he copped after winning the Sandown 500 one year. I think you'll enjoy this. So buckle up, settle in and enjoy the final stint. Mark Winterbottom on the V8 Sleuth podcast, polished by Bowden's own premium car care. So time's flying pretty fast because you're up to what, year five with yeah. Charlie here at Team. We, by the way... We're sitting here doing this podcast, <laughs> not just at Team 18. We're at Charlie's desk. Yep. We have taken over his office. He's not here today. So um, you are sitting in his chair, mate. You're the boss here like, could, today. Could you take your feet off his desk? Sorry, yeah. I'll just put those down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those um, those watches he's got over there, you, if you have one of those, I might have one of those. Yeah, as go well. for they're, it. They're, they're pretty tasty. What's mine's yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell it. Oh, hang on. We just <laughs> told everyone. Um Bathurst hasn't been kind in the last in Team 18 era. So I think you and Richo got back together for 19, sixth. There was an eighth with James Golding with, with Beebs in 2020. Caruso's been with you the last couple of years. He's back with you again this year. 16th, 15th, damaged car last year with all that drama going on in that first lap. Yep. This place is not being nice. It's like this, if we look at your 20 years, like you, you were going up the hill, up the hill, up the hill, up the hill, oh, a few bumps along the way, got it. Ever since then... It's totally proof that it and it is the mountain, the race, Bathurst, whatever. It owes you nothing. That's, yeah. It doesn't give you back anything and it doesn't go, oh, yeah, but you had a good run somewhere along the line. You just don't get any guarantees here no matter how well you've prepared, how well your co-driver is going, how much money Charlie spent to make it all happen. Those last few years are proof that there's hard yards there. And, and that's, I guess, why Darwin this year's all the tastier as well. Yeah, it is. Um you know, that's but when when I joined Charlie's like you you can you can kinda come here saying we're gonna win. But it takes time. Like mm. it's it's hard. Like it's and you know, I probably didn't understand how good Tickford was structured and because literally you play the driver role there, you rock up, everything's done for you. You need something, you ask, they can make it, they can draw it, they can design it, they can fit it, they can test it, off you go. Like it's it's a massive, you know, eighty two staff or whatever. Anything you need, really, other than budget, you can mm. you can do, and then everything you know. To then chatting to Charlie, which was the which was the carrot for me really to come here because it's like righto, um, 
I think he was 23rd in the championship in that year. So, like, you know, people think you're crazy when you go from a team that, like I just said, to a team that is there. But the challenge was to take Team 18 from 23rd and try and get him up the front. And, um, you know, the, the great part about Charlie, so passionate and so invested, although he's not here today, I can guarantee this seat's not empty often because he's here working his backside off. He's he's so invested, rings you, what do you need, what do you think, um, to the point where, uh, you know, and you don't just go, right, we're going to terminate, let's go take a Tickford team and poach everyone and because you've got to try and work out what works here and then, okay, get in, find your feet. Oh, we need this guy, we need this girl, we need this, whatever. Um, and it takes time. And then we went from one car, which I thought we were trucking on okay, to then two. And then when you go to two, it's like you need double the crew mm. and then the good ones get split up because experience um, – two good number one mechanics on a car become split then you got to find juniors you got to find so it kind of went going somewhere but you were probably going to hit a fork in the road with one car so we needed to go two um but then it's like we're going to find all these people again and far out it's hard and then you got to get credibility and then um and then covid hit which was even worse because then we lost staff because they'd been away from family for five months and it's yeah Four or five years feels like thirty years of what Tickford would have dealt with to you know in, in, mm. if that makes sense. So it's it's funny, but um, but you know going to Bathurst, you need everything right and in the best place possible. And to be fair, nineteen with Richo, we had experience and everything, but it was going to be very hard to win. The next couple of years, you think you can win it, but we you know we weren't in a place to win it. I don't feel, but to the where we sit today our car is so much you know the structure here and it's i feel like we're in a really good place so you know i do go to bathurst this year genuinely thinking if it's our day we can win whether i'm realistic or not i think that every year i go there but you know in hindsight realistically i think this is our best chance of winning bathurst for team 18 and you know all we've got to improve here now is our consistency because on a good day we're good on a bad day we're not great but you know, we T- can, tightening that gap, between just getting the two. it, getting it right. And that that was, you know, even with Tickford when I joined there, it wasn't perfect. It was getting better, getting better, and um, it all clicks. And I feel like where Team Eighteen is 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 somewhere in there. We need a couple of little bits here and there, and I think we're in a good place. So going this year, um, I think we've got a really good chance. And then when you think of people like, uh, you know, like Caruso. I wanted him because the last two years we haven't given him equipment that can win the race. I know he can win. He's one of the best passionate um, drivers out there and and he wanted to stay here because he's like, do you think we can win? And I genuinely do think we're in a place now. So he's like the Richo to me of the current era where they got your back they got full belief in you and they're here and when it clicks, you want to win with that guy and that's – I can feel Richo S with Caruso with our relationship with what we had. So um, we're getting there. I think, you know, Team 18's – we're on the up. So although my Bathurst has had this hurdle, I feel like this team is is one of the big teams with the most potential and whether it's this year um, – we can win it, which I think we've got a good chance. Um, next year, it's 
definitely a possibility. Mm. Well, it took you 10 to get the first one. There's something in the numbers. No, I'm, not up to another no, 10. I'm not waiting no, no. 10 more. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're at the point now where you okay. waited 10. So we're, we're good to go. We're good, good to go. Darwin, Hidden Valley, we have to talk about it. It's it's um, It was a win that I think that, that the a lot of the times when we look at races as outside insiders, what's good for the sport? What's good for the game? Clearly the same guy winning all the time is never good for the game. You got unless, to res- it's you, unless it's yourself. <laughs> yeah, unless it's you, yeah. you got to respect it but – What's good on the overall is storylines and elements. And, of course, you breaking a drought, Charlie getting his first win. There's always more elements in those storylines when you actually chip through and there's a whole pile more. But tell me the most satisfying thing about that and winning that race. I mean, it's there's a whole pile of angles and things that us on the outside would think and look at. But from your perspective, what was the thing that it, it stuck most about that? Um, well, it kind of flows on from one of the – like what we were chatting about before where like the unselfishness a bit, like I've been lucky to win um, however many races or whatever without sounding like a... 39, like, by the okay. way. Yeah, yeah, so, but... Championship, like, few more non-champ too. Yeah, but like lucky to win and feel what it feels like. But mm. when I come to Team 18, there's there's people who are here and who, people who have joined who have never had a podium. So they don't work any less as hard as the teams that are winning it week in, week out. So one of the proudest moments from that is, you know, personally winning. Like that's um, that's huge. Um, having a four-year-old son that has never seen me win a race. Win, that's handy. That gets him off your back now. That's yeah, good. but that's cool. Like as a proud dad. Mm. Um, and because your older boys, are, how old are they now? So i got 12, 10 and 4. So. Yeah, so 12 and 10 now they're at a, an age where they're going to remember this. Yeah, it's not they, like they're But really they go to school and kids, you know, your dad won and – that's cool. Like, mm. um, that's really cool. And then, you know, guys and girls here, um, uh, Manuel's never won a race, my engineer, so win one for him. Um, Josh, who's my number one, who was actually at Tickford in I remember there's a link yep. here. Yeah, he, yeah. Was a, he was the trading post apprentice. He was. He was the so, trading post recruit because I came yep. out to FPR yep. and we filmed all the little video pieces for Big Pond yep. and he was the comp winner who got the job with the team yep. and he's in the so game. Little, little he's been Josh, through a few teams and little he's Josh here is now with Josh. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is, he so, is. But this is where it goes full circle. So, yeah. um, so, you know, guys like Josh, he come here because of our – past and he never really worked at Tickford necessarily directly but you know these young kids and he's turned into an unbelievable number one mechanic he come here um Will who is my number two on the car young kid um first job out of school straight here worked on the like just a bit of a whatever doing the jobs to get in um opportunity come up one of the hungriest most driven kids you'll ever meet I'm like, I want him on my car. Like he's he is he's a, a he's, he's a, a he's a star of he's a star of now, but he's a star of the future. Like he's um so any teams don't come knocking for <laughs> I was him. gonna say because I want to pump the tires. Yeah, we, we've got him locked up. But um never ever had a podium, race win, only whatever we've done here. So um and what happens is when you come in and people don't see that you come in and you know, there's the emotion of a good result, bad result or whatever, but first people that greet you at the car Win, lose, draw, write the car off, whatever, uh, the crew. So you hop out, Josh helps me get out, gives me a high five and whatever, a bit of a hug, whatever. He's they're, they're on board. Will, Knuckles, hey, come here, bud. Like, it's very lot of respect all around here. Um, 
But what I really take to heart is when I walk and the TV screen's at the podium and Will will often stand there just watching it. And it's like your kid, I don't know, didn't get his Christmas present or something. It's a, it's a really, I take it really personal. And um, one of the coolest things, I keep saying to him, mate, it'll come. Please believe me, it'll come. We work hard. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I, I, no. Unbelievable attitude. So when you say what's it mean, it's all those things, you know, to hop out of the car. Um, he's one of the first ones there, just, you know, very grounded kid. But, um, you know, just to, to show him, you know, you, you are working for something and to see them in the podium and, um, you know, Jet, another young kid here and, um, you know, and then you throw into people like Charlie who has invested not just money but the time he puts in. It's a full-time job for a guy who runs a full-time business. He's already got a full-time <laughs> He's job. He's got enough going on. <laughs> so so all those factors coming in, um, you know, that's that's where you get emotional. It's not, it's not anything to do with just your own achievement. It's what it means mm. and then um, – and then what you signed up for and then, I don't know, it feels like it's all, all the wheels are starting to turn, you know, and, um, yeah, that, that's it's sort of all those things that, again, the heartache stories and the disappointment makes good ones a good day, you know. It's, it's ace insight. I love it. Appreciate it, mate. Mm-hmm. It, it, t- it takes our listeners beyond what they saw on their TV screen before what they get, uh, beyond what they get, um, you know, reading our website or you know, following all the the media elements that are around the sport. So it's a it's an amazing. Yeah, pe- insight. Pe- people don't see it because the um, you know, like we sit here in Team Eighteen now. You walk out, there's there's no fuss. Everyone just gets well, gets to there, work. There's and- such a lack of fuss. I got here a little bit before you for this recording today. I was walking down the driveway here in um, for Team Eighteen. It's a bit of a walk down the driveway to get to the workshop. And Scott Pye emerged from his car to come in with the two dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly work stopped here yep. for 10 minutes while everyone said hello to the doggos. So, yeah. Um, which is going to now make my wife say, why can't we bring yeah. her dog to work? Well, because she's a menace and yep. she will break stuff. Yeah. But that, um, that, that's what I mean. Like it the, sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's just, um, it's, it's, a, it's a really good environment. And um, you want these guys who, you know, that, that's why you need experience and youth because it's that. You know, when people, why don't you retire? What are you racing for? I've just given you it's all multiple just reasons. Rewind the last twenty minutes. Why you drive? You know, like, and it's and it's not just I do it. And people, you know, sometimes think it's for whatever reason, selfish reasons. Which, you know, if they're working here, I'll bust my backside in the gym. Like I'm fitter than ever because you know that if they're putting in, you got to put in. And on the day that you can win, you can't let them down. You got to be ready for it, and you got to be ready to go. And mm. um. And, you know, they're, they're a very motivating crew for um, – and to give them some success is great. But now, you know, even Townsville was a tough weekend, but we still fight. We fight. We fight hard and we can kind of turn it around. And that's why I feel like this year for Bathurst we're seated we're, – we're, we're in the best place possible where we've tasted a bit of success. We do get kicked a bit. We're still making little mistakes, but we do fight and we fight hard. And then when we do go head-to-head – if it's against Feeney or Triple Eight again, uh, we it's we did it at Darwin. Mm. It's just a different venue. Mm. We can go head to head with them, and there's a bit more swagger and belief, and um, so that's why I feel like now we're, we're we're way closer to being ready to have a good crack. I wanted to have a little forward look. We're not that far off endurance land. It sort of comes up on us fast. Sand our five hundred returns. 
course, the, the Bathurst race has got focus every year, but a bit more because it's this 60th anniversary, which helps fuel the reason why we wanted to, to catch up with you as well. But with the new cars, it's new era, kind of everything we've known and had muscle memory on, whether it's the pit stops, where the jack spot is, the engine economy, the everything's different. The, the game has completely changed mm-hmm. here. What do you envisage, particularly Bathurst, looking like, feeling like, I almost feel like we might get a little bit more traditional in the how far the cars can run on fuel or the pit stop strategy and how the co-driver plays out and all that. What are you thinking about and looking at from a car perspective, from the way the race runs, from the way that things flow? Because it's going to have a really weird feel to it this year. Yeah, it's going to be different. Um, but at the same time, you're still, from a, like from a driver's point of view, you're still chasing a car that doesn't move under brakes, a car that has front grip in the middle, and when you plant your foot, you get to 100% earlier than the rest. And so not you have 85% throttle. Not have 85% yeah. um, throttle, make it your choice, not mm. a stretch. Mm. But if it stretches a throttle cable, now we're in trouble, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a worry. Yeah, it's a worry. So, um, but, yeah, so you're still chasing those sort of things. Um, but, you know, there, there are, even in the same car, Bathurst every year throws up challenges. But I think having controlled parts is a good thing because – you know going there that if it's new, if it's, you know, put together properly and it breaks, that's just unlucky because everyone runs. It's not like you run that upright, they run that upright, you've got a steering rack and all these little... The days where you did your own All these 20-cent parts. It's yeah. literally if something's going to fail, it should fail for everyone. So you kind of know that, okay, equipment-wise, we've got the same as everyone else. Um but then, you know, strategy and it's all the same sort of stuff you go through. You run out of fuel here, fuel in hand. Um, it's like Townsville times four. So all that sort of stuff we're building for. Um, co-drivers, like having them in the car, they still – it's going to be hard. I think the battle in that aspect of the race is going to be more focused than ever because – the gaps between these cars are so close now mm. that there could be a second between a good and bad driver in that in those middle stints. Back, like when we started, there was second gaps between it. And you, you could kind of, so strategy, start your A, start your B, A, B, B, whatever the strategy is, and you could gain or, you know, it was quite where the previous years, some of the, if the car was good, the cars were faster than some of the mains. Yeah, you know, like true. look at Holdsworth, he drove off. Mm. Um mm. So I think that battle now of is going to be under the microscope more than normal because there will be the harder to drive, people have had less laps. They're going to be um, they move around a bit more, so a mistake has a bigger consequence and all that stuff. So I think on the drivers is going to play a big role. Um, soft tire I think is going to be uh, first time ever we've run it there. So degradation hopefully becomes a thing. So previously fuel burn tyre deg would marry up where you'd go just as fast at the end of a stint. Hopefully um, there's tyre deg, so a 15-lap stint might be better than a 23-lap stint. Or, so there's there's lots of factors that, um, you know, and people say when do you prep for Bathurst? It's Sunday night when you drive out and when you, once you get the rule book. The year before. Yeah. 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 Once you get the rule book, um, you know, we're, we're very focused on Bathurst here because um, Dennis, who's crew chief, um, Bruin, they choose Bathurst over championship. So they are very – And they've uh, had a taste. They've had they? a taste yeah. with Erebus, Erebus, with Reynolds. Yeah. And so they're very like, all right, Rudder, 
this bit we'll say for Bathurst. This will so we've been prepping for Bathurst since they joined, and um, so there's lots of factors. But I don't feel um, I, I think it's probably best place for us ever going there because everyone's kind of the same. Mm. Get the numbers right, um, you're a chance. But it's going to be one of the toughest Bathurst ever because really anyone can win. Like the car, you say that every year, but. This well, year's got so many more unknowns. Genuine. People can yeah. say it, whether you believe it or not. Like I think <laughs> I think um, going there saying anyone can win when you look at Van Gisbergen's won 20 of the 30 races, probably not. Like, mm, you mm, know, like mm, <laughs> realistically, mm, back, you know. Yeah. But now the seven winners in 10 races or something, anyone can win. And we're seeing something that we haven't seen in a long time whereby – there's some stuff going wrong with some cars. Yeah. So let's park the parody thing. That's sort of another topic for another day. And I'm not saying it's not a thing. It's a thing um, for discussion no matter which side of the fence you're on. But in terms of parts letting people down because maybe they haven't been service tried or they got unlucky or we might get a little bit of old school unreliability yep. here that we haven't. I mean the cars have been pretty bulletproof for a long time. Yep. You know, the engines have been the same for 20 years in the Commodore pretty much architecture-wise. Yep. So now we're changing it all. So – we might get a little bit of that, and it almost makes me feel your point before is a great one about what happens at the engineer at, at the workshop now mm. in the engineering office behind us, out the back with you know the, the car prep bays. Larry Perkins used to always be massive on that you win Bathurst in the workshop. Yep, you just execute it when you get to the actual track. Do you reckon that is more applicable this year than it has been for a long time? Yeah, yes and no, but yeah, it's um. Uh, to the point, like, you can't just <clears throat> go and design a bit and go, oh, we'll save that for Bathurst because, like, you can't design anything. But you can go through the catalogue and say, okay, if I've got $2 million to spend, I'll buy two of them brand new and they'll go in at Bathurst. And so you, you can do that sort of thing, you yeah. know, where you can prioritise where you put a new bit and whether it's engine or drivetrain or whatever or you can cycle them. So if you believe that this part works better at 500Ks, it goes in at the right time and, you know, all those sort of yep. things um, come into play. But, um, you know, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, it's going to be an interesting race. Like from a race fan's point of view, it's the one you want to watch because I think that qualifying run on Friday is going to be big. The shootout lap on Saturday is going to be huge because the cars across the top with less aero, like they're going to, they're going to move around and I think you're going to see some – there'll be bigger crashes, I think, to be honest, like than normal, just the way the cars handle and move and when they go, um, we've seen cars crash, um, whether it's component or whatever, there's going to be bigger moments, could be safety cars at different times. A higher deg tyre means fuel in hand versus a brand-new tyre and it's going to be so much play out that I think um, – is more exciting than ever, and it, it all it prep works, prep work. But it goes all week because the cars they hit the track Thursday, and before the race, I think they calculated they do eight hours of running or something before they even start the race on Sunday. So the prep work here is great. Um, the only benefit I think from prepping in the workshop is that you sleep at night because last year we were chatting about strategy until late hours, and that goes against everything that you should do at Bathurst. If you've done it here, prep well, go to sleep, 
what you think on the day shouldn't change. Mm. That's what we did poorly last year. So there's things. That's why I feel like we're in a good position. Like we should be able to prep here, go to Bathurst. The car's fast, happy days, go to bed. You know you're stopping here, you're stopping there. If the car's slow, make it fast, then get a bit. You know, like it's, it's, it's about it's, that. It's a bit of that James Small thing we spoke about yeah, earlier of same mentality. We're, we're prepared, we're confident, we're settled. I know what you mean, I know what you need. You said that, yeah, I know what to do there. Yep. And away you go. Yep. Yep, yep. Talk to some guys about traditions. Some guys have got some really kooky traditions. Like Alan Jones used to have the same pair of red undies that he used. Uh, but for Bathurst, Cam McConville would always drive and stop at the, I think it was Lithgow Maccas for an orange juice. Everyone's got a little thing. Do you have a thing? Do you have a, do you have a trip plan that you always do? Do you always go a certain way? Do you fly not drive? Do you stay in the same house every year? Have you got a Bathurst tradition at all? Um, no, nah, I don't because um, I think I probably wore the same jocks when I caught on fire as to when I won. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if they, no, I don't think they work, but, um, no, I love, I love just – if I'm prepped, I don't need any traditional superstition or anything like that. So you just – if you prep well, I just um, I just go there. Um, you know, you, you drive the same road, but it's only because if the new road popped up, I'd take that one. If, if it's, it's faster too and it's so, smoother. Yeah. So it's not tradition. It's just unfortunately the road <laughs> system. But um, I can tell you the roads from Melbourne to Bathurst last year were not pretty. Yeah, but I, I, just, pretty. I just think like – I'm not big on superstitions because if something goes wrong, you're cooked. In my mind, like if I can rock up to a track, if McDonald's is out of orange juice, I couldn't care less. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. my undies get a hole in them and get another pick. and I lose them, I don't care. Like I just feel like um, – and I know like superstition in sports a big thing, but um, I think for me it's how you come out of the car, the people I want to chat to when I hop out of the car. So on Sunday it's very much I don't want to hear fluff and – drama i only want to hear good stuff yeah so when i hop out i'll go to you mean mid-race i mean during the race so during sunday so um when it's game time don't hit me with any drama or anything like that i just want to hop in this is what it's doing you fix that you fix this go and chill switch off eat some food whatever switch back on okay how long we got for a stint oh it could be there could be no just give me the numbers okay it's this boom, I'm ready, and you go. That's mm. It's not a superstition, but it's how I like to attack that race. It's a methodology. So, yeah, yeah, so um, that's probably the only thing I'd say. But, you know, family always come to Bathurst, which uh, which is really good. We stay in the house, whether it's this one or that one or whatever. But um, I enjoy having the family there because that sort of goes on to that comment I just made where I go home, win, lose, or draw. If I give the kids an ice cream, I'm a rock star, yeah. you know. So <laughs> they couldn't care less if I've got understeer or no. I crashed here or I bumped him or her or what, you know. Love Doesn't you, Dad. Can you cuddle me tonight? And mm. it just keeps grounded and cool and, yeah. So mm. that's not a superstition but, again, just a, a way I prep for that race. Yeah, that's how works, I go it about works. it. Prep, prep is prep. So mm. one of the things that we've done in V8 Sleuth Land for a long time, we love the history, as you know, we love – the old cars, we love knowing what's gone where, what, why and how. We love memorabilia. We're in Charlie's office. Mm-hmm. There's a few bumpers here that uh, have got your and Scott Pye's scribble on them that yeah. I'm sure are heading to to places. There's some race suits sitting here as well. What are you, are you, I find that drivers are either one to ten, keep nothing, don't really give a toss, 
or 10, like Bridie, he's a 10, <laughs> keep every suit, every helmet, everything, every nothing's gone anywhere, it's all there. Where yep. are you on the 1 to 10? Are you a, are you a hoarder that we're going to see one day on one of those hoarder shows with boxes <laughs> piled to the roof and we've got to extricate you from your house? Or you got nothing and that's, you know, it's just been a job and that's it? No, I keep um, a suit and a helmet from every year and a model car. So I keep what goes, this goes with this and this, and yep. that's what I've kept to the point where I've kept my first ever go-kart helmet, um, go-kart suits, um, and I've got a room at home that um, uh, Gavin Bullis actually built, a big oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. glass inbuilt um, space, and I've got, uh, yeah, all my suits from year every year along there, um, helmet from every year, and, yeah, so it's I do keep it, and it's probably um, – I actually don't take people in there. It's not like something I'm like, hey, come in and look at. I kind of, if anyone ever comes to the house, I'll leave the door closed. It's not something mm. I'm like, mm. look oh, at this, look at this. Look at this. It's it's just a little bit of history. I've got um, the Bathurst Trophy there, which was a replica, which in the Tickford deal when you win, they would um, make you a replica. So, um, Oh, that was, that was written in your deal if you won Bathurst? Uh, yeah, so that, that's, cool. that's the deal. So because um, you can't keep the original, but they went and got one made, which was cool. So I've got that trophy with that helmet. On one side, I've got the championship one with that helmet I wore on that side and, um, yeah, just keep it. And I think one day the kids, it's kind of cool. Like I've, I've got suits from Brazil when I race there. Yeah, I've got right. Richo's 12-hour suit. Like anything, if I ever race, even with Brazil, I go there, they say, oh, what do you want to race? I said, whatever it is, it's like I want to keep the suit at the end because it's like I don't watch videos, I don't look at photos, I don't live in that sort of space i just i don't know i just um i like keeping that sort of stuff and it's it's hard to let go of it because people um if people do buy them and i've only ever sold a couple of helmets and it's to a guy named andy actually in perth who everyone knows andy yeah yeah and the only reason i'd sell them to him is because he displays it and it's 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 i feel like he's as proud to own it as what i am to 100% 100% and having um, known Andy for quite a long time and been to his yeah. man cave in Perth, we did a we did a V8 Sleuth open night there about four or five years ago where we had a bunch of um, fans come and spend the night with us and we talked them through some of the, the cars and the memorabilia mm. and, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And you're right, he, he, he would love it more than you would have ever loved it if not a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah, and where, where some, people, some people will buy a helmet for whatever and then, in Next three years' know. time, it, they try and double it, and it's it's an yeah. asset, and yeah. it's like, which is cool, like whatever. But it's um what it means to you, someone, um you know, I've given a helmet to Rob Mundy, who is um the owner of Actron Air, because he puts it on his desk. It's like, you know, he's ridden the journey with me. Yeah, They've been, been with me for over fifteen years. Yeah. Um, I gave one to the guys at Orcon who have supported me for so long. Like, so when those guys have it, they have it there, and they're like invested that was part of their journey and so uh, yeah it's a funny thing like a helmet's almost like a baby you get very attached to your helmet and um and race suit but where it goes one day i don't know like you end up with all this stuff mm. and then your kids kind of go well what am i gonna do with well it? it's yeah. like acid wash jeans or something <laughs> yeah. you know they'll be like it comes at, back around yeah comes back around. look at this what do you wear that crap for you know <laughs> like it's not cool so what you think is cool and what you kept one day might be nerdy but um Actually, Oliver and Austin drove a go-kart the other day and put on my old go-kart suit and wore it. So it was actually, that was a pretty emotional moment to see your boys growing up. And Mm. So it always comes around in some way. It's cool. 
I love it. And if you if you let it go, you never get it back. That's so right. That's, yeah. That's um yeah. I kind of learnt yeah when you're ready to part with it, like I did with Andy with with couple. I'm like. I know it's going to a good home, mm. but they, they're hard. They're hard to let go of. Yeah, it's, you pride and joy, and it's it's your identity too, because you're different to other sports people and athletes in that we can't see you when you're doing your thing. You've yeah. got the helmet on. So what colours you're carrying is your is your flag. It's you. Yep. Your race suit. Who you're representing. It's your work uniform. It's your identity. We we that's what we see of you. Yep. We can't see your eyes. We can't see your face. We can't see. Anything else like we do with other players or sports women, women, athletes, whatever it is. So I get why it's that next level on the attachment to it. And it's a cool part of, of the history of, of the sport and where we've come from and where we're going and how we've got there and how we've done all that. So it's a, um, yeah, it's a really cool thing. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil and find out. Just quickly too before we wrap up, old cars. If you could just roll up the roller door at the Frosty Man Cave of what you could have sitting there over the journey, what would you like? What could you have? Uh, well, have you I, gone on the sniff for any of your old I, cars I tried before? to buy my championship car. Um, Ooh, did you go and sell a kidney or two maybe nah, for that but one? It, um, but, you know, they wanted a bit more than what I yeah, wanted was, to pay for yeah, it. But, um, it was a bit late. It was actually funny because I, I bid on it on Lloyd's. You um, had a crack at the option? I had a crack and the guy rang me telling me the history of the car and the driver <laughs> and I let him go. And uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you That's know. That's fantastic. Yeah, so my name's Anonymous or you know, whatever it was, number Some other username 11722, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he rang me and he's like, oh, you know, we're not at reserve, but, you know, this is the car and it did this and it did that. And I'm like, well, you're actually wrong. Um, and I should have <laughs> rang you actually because you know more about it than me. But um, um, and he's like, who am I chatting to? And I said, oh, it's Mike Winnemar. He's like, oh, oh sure. I'm really sorry, mate. I'm on the sales <laughs> pitch here. And <laughs> so, um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a shame they sold it because uh, – you know, the, the car because, you know, it's something that is so much effort went into and I, and I wish that, you know, and it's kind of like the helmet thing where if it's gone to a good place, um, it's really cool if someone gets it and appreciates it and because and, and, there's so much effort goes into those things like the driver feels about his suit and helmet, the teams, you know. Maddie rang me, your car's coming up for sale, was sending me progress pictures and um, of it going through and, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see it go back to, to that. So that's probably the one that um, I wouldn't mind owning. But to be honest, mate, when you own th- when you have three kids and a <laughs> wife, like I'm all about minivans and yeah. I'm a soccer dad, you know. So, <laughs> so my dream of owning a sports car were gone. Um, somewhere back there. Somewhere back there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so at least the 15 championship winning car stayed in the country because the Bathurst yeah. winning car – Gone. gone overseas. Yeah, and apparently it went out the other day at um, Winton, which was pretty cool. So um, I think it rained actually. It didn't get many laps and it did it. But, um, yeah, the championship car went there. So that was a, you know, it's a pretty, it's a very special car. Um, and there's only one available each year. And mm. obviously mm. with Tickford, it's the only one that they've had. So it's a very special car and it would have been cool. But the thing about race cars is when you own them, 
I'm not smart enough to run it. So I need eight mates to come round. <laughs> one put the oil cooler on, one put the it heater on. It costs you money just to look at it pretty much so, too. Yeah, so um, but the other car actually almost bought, there's, there's been a couple, I almost bought a Johnny Goss, um, the, the white XB. X- the roadie? The roadie road car, yeah. Yep. The, the John Goss special, I think Yeah, with the green on the side. And so a lady, her husband passed away coming to Tickford and she said, oh, I want to sell it. Would you take $60,000? And I said, oh, listen, it's worth about 120. I wouldn't do it to you. And so I, I found a couple of buyers and she sold it for 120. So it's a car that, um, you know, you could never, you felt she had no idea what the value yeah. was. And morally, yep. um, you know, it's it, she got what, and it was good. But that car was something that was like really cool. And the other one was a, um, I went to the Ford auction when they closed down and almost bought the last car off the production line which I thought was kind of cool because that was a lot of my history of racing, just a road car. Mm. Um, and then the kids one day would look at it in 25 years' time and go, you know, what, what was this you drove? It's not electric. It's not flying yeah, through the whatever. air or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So I kind of had sentimental value with that as well. So they're the three cars I've only ever bid on, everything else. Um, at the moment, I've got an LDV through Barry Burke, so that's <laughs> that's got um, seven seats, and then Renee's got a Arcadia, which has got seven seats. So we're that's what you the ultimate family people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do you boys play soccer? They so don't you play soccer. Actually, nah. you, you're a soccer nah. dad that they, they don't play. soccer. They play footy and basketball, but it's the AFL? same thing. AFL, AFL, yep, uh, yep. Because you've lived in Melbourne for a long time now, what team have you been? I go for the Giants. Oh, that's right. You I won't go for Richmond actually, but um, right, yeah, for the Giants, we're. Um, we're on board. This is our year. There's a big, big sound. <laughs> this is our year. I do like that song. It's pretty catchy, I've got to tell yeah, you. Good um, good team, actually. So good good bunch of, yeah. I do write it. I do write it. Hey, one little quick one before we go. Thank you so much for sitting down. I really no appreciate it. Um, we keep the car histories. We keep the stats. We keep the driver histories, all the bits and pieces. So, and we've focused a lot on Bathurst here. So just so as if anyone asks you going to Bathurst this year, I want you to be swatted up and good to go and I want to make sure you've got the right stuff because <laughs> yep. you're, you're going to get a lot of interviews, you're going to get a lot of corporate talks, you have to do a lot of stuff here. So I want to make sure that you're on par with all your ba- – you've been really good in the, the chat we've had here. We've been talking for over two hours here, by the way. <laughs> so I want to just check here. How many starts? This in the Bathurst 21st. Contest? Correct. Yep. How many podiums have you had? Uh, I only had two, haven't I? Two. Yeah. yeah. 13 and 15. Yep. How many top fives? Mm, five. Correct. How many top tens? I don't know this stat. Ten. Ten, okay. How many shootouts have you done? Ooh, seven? Eleven. Eleven. You're up there. You're okay. up there. How many poles? Two. Yep. How many times have you qualified in the top three at Bathurst? Had a, a few, actually. Yeah, you've a few. Quite a few. I'd say six. Seven. Seven. There this we is, go. You're doing good. Yep. This is great. And how many times on the front row? I said it earlier. That was about two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, it was actually. Um, uh, 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 three. Five. Five. I, I reckon there's a lot of blokes who don't know their career well enough considering <laughs> that they had their career, but you are very good. Well done. Quickly before we finish too, race drivers don't like spending money, agreed? Yep. So when it comes to fines, if I go back through the AN1 <laughs> database here, Mark, and like, like, there's a lot of fines that the team gets because they're team penalties, not driver yep. penalties. What was the last fine that you got? Because I reckon you'd Ooh, remember this. It was a red flag. 
red flag one, I reckon. Yeah? Yeah, it was a red flag one. Five grand, I reckon it was. Or not that expensive. <laughs> uh, I reckon it was five suspended to two and a half or something. So this was Adelaide 2020. Oh, hang on. Adelaide 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know this one. I forget this one. So this was $1,000. No, you, you had the theory right. $1,000 with 500 suspended until the end of that year for lining up a pit exit when the red flag was displayed in practice too. Yeah, but that goes to the team. Well, it's we've got to yeah, hear that it was that you, goes, but there's been a lot, the of, lot of fines since then that were team penalties. But, yeah, that um, one went to the team because they released me when they, um, they pushed back when we weren't meant to. So I remember that one. But I don't because I didn't pay it. So, <laughs> but I remember paying five thousand suspended to two and a half for, um, and I got one at Bathurst too for. I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, here. going over the crest and backing off in a car. This was the Sam Walter one in '09. Yeah, kind of going expensive. up Mountain Straight when. Um, yeah, that was expensive. That one. He came up on you and ended up in the wall. I think. Yeah, that was. Yep. That was ten grand with five grand suspended in practice four. Yeah, so there you go. But over the journey, mate, I'm looking at the rap sheet here. <laughs> There's not too many in the fine box here. Of the all-time fines, you are not a contender. Yeah. In fines, I know who's number one? Ingot have to be number one. Oh yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he's like the he built yeah. the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, I, I was just reading back through a couple of these, and you just forget about this stuff. See, so do you remember that you won the Sandown Five Hundred, but you got fined at the Sandown Five Hundred in fifteen? When the championship winning year, you and Steve Owen won yeah, the Sandown Five Hundred. Yeah. yeah. What did, did you do wrong? Um, Oh, what did we? I can't remember what we did there. Mate, what do you do I when you like win? I feel like it was a um, a burnout celebration. Yeah. But actually, they started a GoFundMe page because everyone was <laughs> up in arms. Yeah, but that was that was stupid, wasn't it? Like I think it was one of those breaching end of race procedures because you did it prior to turn one. Do you know what happened with that actually? Because we won. Now we're getting the good stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. we won. We're right at the end of the pod. We're getting the good stuff. Yeah, but th- this is what happens: you you win and you go to your briefing and everything. And um, sorry, the press conference and trophies and um, yeah, I think Steve Owen cracked a smile, which is rare for him. Yeah, I was like going to say, did anyone take a He's photo? He's the best poker face <laughs> ever seen in your life. Good ripper bloke. Um, Love it. Yeah, we'll get him on the pod one day. You too. have to He's get him. He's got he's got good stories. A ripper guy. Um, and then finished, went out for dinner. Renee and I went out for dinner on the way home, went home and feed up going, oh, how, how good's life? If I had a cigar, I would have had one. Like, how good's life? To getting a uh, an article written, oh, Frosty gets fined $1,000. And I'm like, what? Like, And you didn't even know about No it. idea. So then I look it up and then I rang Tooley. I'm like, hey, Tooley, like, I just went out for a really nice dinner. <laughs> like, I'm broke. Um <laughs> You know, what, what's going on? It's like, yeah, look, um, I didn't want to upset you, so I went in and represented you. Um, I took the grand, so, um, yeah, so anyway, your licence is suspended until you pay your $1,000. So, and I'm like, <laughs> like, it was the biggest slap in the face for winning I've ever seen. won the race. And- yeah, and then I'm like, oh, stop. it was the best $1,000 I've ever spent yeah. because, you know what, the thing about Sandown is when – the one thing it's got going for it is that everyone's on the grandstand and in front of it. And if it costs you a thousand bucks to do a burnout, then and everyone gets up like I'm not you, rolling you, in cash. You but have a very good captive audience. It's there. the best thousand bucks you can spare. That was a stupid rule. But um you're getting told it ruined my night. I had the shit time. I couldn't sleep. I'm like race <laughs> I'm sorry winner. to have brought it back yeah, up but again. I remember race winning. Um and then I, I remember ringing Steve Owen going, Do you want, do you want to go home? He goes, Oh, I wouldn't have done it. I'm like, <laughs> Come on, man. So, he probably wouldn't have done yeah. it. He's such a quiet achiever. Mm-hmm. Um the only other ones that you know, there's team ones, but then I just I just love it. You're really good with this. This is great. 
Sandown three years later, you copped a thousand dollar fine there. Why? And it was mm. not, you weren't even in the race car at the time. Was it for a wheel in pit lane or something? No, was it? no. The race hadn't even started at this point. This is this is how good you were. You got fine. Two thousand eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yes, so your last sand down with Tickford. Oh, it, was, it was for something they, you they didn't do. They touched park for May. They touched the car in park for nah, May or something. Nah, that nah, no. Nah. Nah. You weren't at the pre-race red carpet presentation. How much was that for? thousand. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> See, this is my proof. I got out of that though. I didn't have to pay that. Who did you make pay that? Uh, no, I didn't have to pay it because I went to the toilet and apparently you're allowed to go to the toilet. Um, That's the only thing that can get you out of it. Well, it's either that or do it on the red carpet. So yeah, what, like, let's yeah, not do it on the red carpet. Yeah, so um, uh, I actually got out of that because, yeah, I remember trying to do the loo run before, yeah, before the race starts because they strategically put those red carpets five minutes before you hop in the car, which is when you need to go to the toilet, which I think the team would appreciate you not, to, you know, mm, there's mm, reasons. Mm, so, mm, but I did get mm. out of that one. Nice. It was an argument. It was like going to court, but um, yeah. But <laughs> it was they, worth it. They did understand, so yeah. I love that we've gone off the rails here at the very <laughs> end with a little bit of fine chat, but Frosty. Finish on a win. Yeah, finish, finish <laughs> on a win where, when you don't have to pay money that you otherwise should have paid. That's a win. That's a win, but mate. The, the burnout one I did pay. So. Yeah, oh, well, that, that, yeah, that's all right. That, that, that dinner was a, a good dinner in the end on <laughs> Sunday night, mate. Thank you so much for sitting no, down true. with us. One day I'm sure we'll do the, the big full shebang career chat way down the track. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of bathers to do and a lot of laps to be done until we do that. So all the best for the mountain this year, all the best for the next couple of rounds after we've had this chat and we'll, we'll see where it all ends up at the end of this year. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. So there you have it, the final part of my chat with Mark Winterbottom. A big thank you too to Frosty for making the time to Team 18 for facilitating the chat. It's one of the longest I've ever done since we started this pod back in 2019. So thanks to Frosty and special thanks to to the team's PR man, their media manager, Dewey Jones, who brought all this together. Great stuff, guys. Really appreciate it. Now, what I'm saying some thank yous, a big thank you too to our V8 Sleuth family. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in every week. I hope you're continuing to enjoy what we're producing on the V8 Sleuth podcast, our website and in our world. A quick thank you too to our editor, AJ Hawkins, does a great job every week, not just on this podcast, but also on the Castro Motorsport News podcast as well. And my co-host, Will Dale, he'll be back with me again very soon for another sit-down episode in the V8 Sleuth studio. Now, next time on the V8 Sleuth podcast is a very special and important episode, not just for me, but for so many people. It's going to drop on Wednesday, August 9. And that's a date that's burned in my brain and the brains of so many people in Australian motorsport because it was on that day 20 years ago, uh, in 2003, the passing of the much-loved Newcastle racer, Stuart McCall, who was a, a great friend of so many of us. He tragically lost his life in a crash uh, down at Phillip Island at the Grand Prix circuit in Victoria. Now, in this very special episode, I've spent some time with his amazing parents, with John and Janelle McColl. They are amazing people, and I was really thrilled to spend some time with them in Melbourne recently. And his great friend too, Steve Duckett, with some great fun stories from the hijinks and the fun that they had as Stuart continued to push through his career in Australian motor racing. They share some wonderful stories about a really special guy. I hope you can join me for that episode. I'll chat with you next time on the V8 Sleuth Podcast. As always, polished by Bowden's own premium car care. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. 
Simply type in your rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search rego, the number two, and oil and find out.